Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. Go to patandjt.com. Want to find out where our podcast... <clears throat> Whoa. What? You okay there? <laughs> wow. You, midlife crisis, that's not a puberty, is it? I, I don't know. Again, reverse. Everything goes backwards. Well, there's happy hour, reverse happy hour. Yeah. There's reverse mortgages now. Is it reverse puberty? Uh, well, kind of. I mean, kind of, yeah. We, we listened yeah. to your second season podcast produced by Markville <laughs> yeah. Media, so we've learned about that. You're right. Very good point. Kind of. It's all hormonal. It is. <laughs> Holy cow, it Oh, is. my God. <laughs> um, so this episode um, is every once in a while we get an opportunity to speak with somebody who is working, like, say, in Hollywood, uh, movies opening up or have special appearances. And this is kind of, this is one of those episodes, a movie that's going to be opening up uh, as we speak in Omaha. It's coming up in a week is when it's going to be opening. So today being 17th. So the next, next weekend is when it opens up. Um, but one of the stars of this movie, it's called The Irishman, and uh, she's from Omaha. And we've got her on the phone with us. Her name is Stephanie Kurtzuba. Hi. Hi, it's hey. Pat and JT. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Hey, guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for coming <laughs> on our podcast and talking about your movie, and we appreciate it. <laughs> My pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, you're going to be in town. Are you in, you're coming to town this weekend. Is that right? I am. Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm going to be there on... Um, <laughs> I get in fr- early Friday morning, and then I'm heading over to the, I guess, to the first showing of the film. Very nice. Doing well, a little something. I was gonna say let's 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 start off talking about the film first and foremost. Then we're gonna get into a little bit more because uh, we've been kind of reading up here just a little bit. Born and raised in Omaha, there's gonna be a lot of people ready to see you and excited to see you. Uh, this is this movie's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of people were waiting a long time for this collaboration, and so people are really responding to it. I I mean, I knew it was a big deal when I was cast in it, but I don't think I realized the scope of it until like the last month when it's like slowly been rolling out at different film festivals to see the response. I'm like, wow, I think I might be a part of something historical. <laughs> this is really cool, and for people that don't know, it's called The Irishman. And, and it has some highly recognizable names if you want to go into detail about why this is going to be kind of a historical event. Sure. Well, I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple in, uh, you know, upstart new actors mm. named Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel, oh <laughs> a, a, young, a, yeah. a new young director named Martin Scorsese. <laughs> is it scary working with some, yeah, so many unknowns? That's, I know you're yeah, working I with know. so many untested talent, you yeah. know, I, I mean... <laughs> You're going to have to pull all the weight. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a future. And you're you're playing De Niro's wife in the movie? That's right. Yeah, I'm Bob. I play Bob's wife. He plays the title character. He plays the Irishman, uh, a character's name is Sharon. 
Hold, and I hold, play Irene Sheeran. Oh, okay, hold, is a, a technically a second wife. Okay, wait, wait. You called him Bob. It just sounds so weird. <laughs> is that what people call him that know him? Bob, yeah, Bob, and or some people who know him really well call him Sweet. Um, call him what? Uh, what was that? What do they call him? Bobby. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds so odd. Um, it's like calling your teacher by their first call, name for the first time in a long time. It is. You know? It's yeah, weird. It is. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the movie about? Call, it's self-called The Irishman. What is it about? Well, so the, the movie is based on a book called I Heard You Paint Houses, which uh, was a novel by an investigative journalist by the name of Charles Brandt, who wrote the story of this man, uh, Frank Sheeran, who's sort of his uh, end-of-life confession about his uh his life working for a um philadelphia-based mob boss named russell buffalino who's played by joe pesci in the movie um and it's from uh, basically his uh memoir of uh, you know all the things that he did over the years and the the focus of the book and the reason that it, the book was so uh famous and popular uh is because this uh this man frank sheeran was intimately uh, acquainted with and claims to have known about the disappearance and death of Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be good. I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, when you, if you pull it up on IMDb um, and, and mm-hmm. obviously they already love the movie. Uh, you, the minute you see that cast, you know, you're going to like the movie. Uh, to begin with, and, <laughs> and it's just uh, it's it's unbelievable the the names that are in here and and the budget on this baby is like 140 million dollars, and you're expecting a really great story and, and and just the just hearing that short amount that you said, I think this is going to be a really good movie. <laughs> How exciting! It's pretty epic. Yeah, I think people are going to like it. That's fantastic. Now let's talk about you a little bit. You're from Omaha. When did you leave Omaha, and where did you go? Um, I well, I was. Born and raised there, I went to Central High School, and uh, upon graduation from there, I headed to NYU for college. So, um, you know, I kind of went straight from Omaha to the Big Apple, from the Big O to the Big Apple. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then, you know, uh, proceeded to sort of build my life and career out here on the East Coast. But I still have, you know, a lot of family in Omaha, and um, my family still owns uh, a business that my grandparents built in the 1950s. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the West Lane Bowling Center. Oh, oh yeah. Right yes. On, uh, I was in a, bowl- I was in a bowling yeah, so league, yeah, a long time ago. And we, uh, <laughs> no big deal, we bowled at your uh, your grandparents' bowling. Wow. Yeah, it was a, tur- it was a traveling yeah. tournament. I was pretty good. Were you good? I was going to say, were you? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I had a uh, kind of a weight problem when I was little, but so I, I could. I didn't do a lot much, uh, you know, other than bowl. Like I focused on it. I like an average of as like a twelve year old had an average of like one forty. Okay, that's all oh, right. You blow me out of the water, and I grew up in like I grew up in that bowling. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was average one forty. It's a pretty big deal. Now let me ask you: when you when you left Omaha, or roughly what what year was yeah. that? Let me see. I left Omaha in the early 90s, like 91, okay. I think it was. Maybe 92. Yeah, no, 91. Okay, okay. And you go to New York City. What What did you end up? You went to school, but then obviously you got things. You started uh, maybe going to some auditions. I saw that you had a movie in 97. 
Oh, well, yeah, that was actually, yeah, so I was sort of fresh out of college at that point, and uh, I think that was my first, that was the first feature I ever did, uh, but I had trained to be a stage actor, so uh, I spent the majority of the first part of my career on stage, so I was, uh, you know, I got out of college, I started auditioning, I did theater all around the country, I, you know, everywhere from, like, Wisconsin to Texas, Wow. and um, eventually ended up, uh, you know, stay, I was able to stay in New York, I did a few Broadway shows sort of back-to-back. Wow. And um, had my two sons. Actually, both of them were born in a, while I was doing Broadway shows, which was kind of amazing because I was like, looked like a really fat chorus girl, but I was <laughs> super pregnant. That's <laughs> awesome. Singing, singing and dancing. They were like, oh, bless her heart. Oh. No, actually, I'm having a baby. Um, That's funny. And then when the boys were, uh, and then when the boys were, were quite young, um, I sort of went, you know, wow, I've got two little boys and uh, I'm working six days a week and I, you know, I never get to put my kids to bed. And so that was the moment when I uh, decided, I was like, you know, maybe I should do more film and television because then I don't have to be gone six days a week. And yeah, I'd like to be here to actually raise these human beings that I brought into the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's... Um, and that's kind of how I transitioned into more film and television. Yeah. Well, that's, it's kind of interesting, too, because you can really tell right when you made that transition, because it was like you were in like every well and still to this day, like some of the top shows that you're you've made appearances in. Yeah, I've been lucky. I've gotten to do some good stuff. Do you get to work with a lot of the principals when you're doing some of those shows, like like, say, The Good Wife? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I worked with Juliana Margulies. I worked with... Um, Matt, who played, uh, what was the name of his character, was Harry. Yes. Sort of the junior lawyer. I worked with Matt a lot. Because um, he's on the new show. I that show. What is his show now? Yeah, he's on the doctor show, Yes, right? and it's, it is. It's the resident or The resident. Like that? That's it. Yeah, I always liked his character, though, yeah. in The Good Wife. I did. Do you know what we're talking about, I, Pat? I, I never watched The Good Wife. I it's did. a good show. Yeah. The good, heard, the, I've heard a lot of great things about it. Oh, you should binge it. It's good. The Good Wife is good, yeah. and you're also on The Good Fight. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that that was actually kind of came out of nowhere because you know the good wife ended, and I was like, oh well, bye bye to that nice little recurring role. Um, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, they called me. You know, I was like, this is this is my business. Like things come, they go. But um, they called me and they said, hey, let's uh, we're we're bringing your character back onto the new show. And I was like thrilled. So that was fun. And then I got to work with Christine Baranski and Bing Rames and Andre McDonald in that episode. That was fun. Super and Catherine cool. And Jimmy. Kathy Najimy, she's yes, which is you don't think of her as a dramatic actress necessarily, but she's very good. She's a phenomenal actor. Very yeah. good. And then most recently, I got to ask because I saw your name mentioned in connection with Blue Bloods. Which, uh, every show that you've been in is, I think there's like three that I hadn't seen. They're all my favorite shows. They're all top shows. Um, and <laughs> nice. so I know I'm like, holy crap, she's been in everything I love. Um, so in Blue Bloods, was that in just this past season that just ended in 2019, or the one that's just getting ready to kick off? The one that's getting ready to kick off. So I did wow. an episode that's that cool. aired a couple of weeks ago. It's written in a phenomenal character that I've already been back once. So I show up actually the 22nd of November, my second episode uh, aired. Okay. And then there's probably more coming uh, later in the season. I play, um, you know, I always play these sort of tough women. Good for <laughs> you. I love. <laughs> I think people miss People may begin to misinterpret because I play so many of these, like, sort of, <laughs> I don't know. I play a lot of people with resting, you know what, face. 
Oh, oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> RBF. And I don't, and I think, I think people, what people don't understand is I'm just like, I'm a really nice person and the characters I play just are really misunderstood. Trying to bring a soft side to some tough ladies. That's, that's what you're trying awesome. to do. I get it. You know, a long time I ago. I mean, we're all complicated people. Right. You know? <laughs> a long time ago, I had, um, I had a friend that lived here in Omaha. Was in, he was in radio and he had a friend who was uh, trying to be an actress out in L.A. So when I went out there, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to just go to the West Coast, just hang out on the beach, right? So I flew out there and stayed with her, I think her boyfriend or whatever, for like three or four days. One of their friends was uh, an act, an actor just starting out and had gotten a reoccurring role on some show. Not reoccurring, I'm sorry, a guest spot on one show. And I had happened to be out mm-hmm. there when his episode aired and he had a big party and like all of his friends were over and watching his, and when he came on, everybody clapped. It was, and it was a pretty big role for that show. So when you, when your episodes air, do you do anything? You sit around with the family, you Skype with your parents. What do you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really like jealous of your friend's support. <laughs> that story. Because I have to tell you, when my uh, when I certainly have the support and love of my family, certainly my my dad, my brother, my sister, they always tune in, and I inevitably get like a few texts from people here and there. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I think any working mother can a- appreciate the statement. Like you're kind, you do something, and you're kind of like, oh well, now I have to deal with real life. So I forgot that I'm going to be on TV tonight That's because funny. I should be, you know, doing juggling yeah. fourteen other balls in the air right. exactly yeah, um, exactly <laughs> not no time for the party Which well, is not to say that it's not still thrilling I, I don't mean to say that at all i'm not i'm not so jaded at this point in my career where i can be like you know smoking well, a cigarette like yeah whatever you know, <laughs> but wait, wait, stephanie we have this is your cell number we'll send you a text the next day to let we you know promise. you did a good job Will you? Yeah, <laughs> we promise. If I don't if I don't get that text, I'm just going to assume that I was terrible and right. I won't watch the episode. No, I'm, I'm putting it in my calendar so I get an alert on my phone. So there don't you worry go. about it. We'll Very good. It. We'll, we'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I love it. Now, how old are your boys okay. now? Um, so my oldest, Calvin, is 12, and my uh, my little guy is 10, Dexter. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Pat's daughter's a little bit older. Thirteen, yeah, she's so 13. Thir- thirteen, and my son's seventeen. So it's, um, do you are you? Oh yeah, oh so you're a little ahead of me. Uh, a little bit, yeah. My uh, my son, we're dealing with this, teaching him that he needs to change underwear every day. Like you can't <laughs> wear the same underpants for a whole week. So that's coming for you. Uh, just body Isn't it odor. Amazing the thing. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It is. We've been going through this uh, this cycle. It seems like lately of things that. It's like, God, do I, you need to stop and teach particular things. You, you have to make a, a real effort yeah. and intention to teach things that you just assume people already know because you don't remember when you were taught them. They just happened. Just happened. And you've done them for so long. Yeah. And so it's the little things. I find myself saying things, things coming out of my mouth. Like, you know, when they're toddlers, you find yourself saying funny things all the time. You think, oh, I, would, I never imagined I would ever say like, no. So don't put the Play-Doh in your armpit and lick it. You know, you right. find yourself saying things that you're like, but it's a toddler or, or, or a preschooler. So you're like, okay, that makes sense. But when they get to 17 and you're going, hey, change your underwear today, mm-hmm. those are definitely things you don't think you're going to need to say. Right. <laughs> and it, it, you do. Yeah. Or how many days have you worn those socks or quit <laughs> sleeping with your switchblade in your bed? Like all this stuff. <laughs> he, 
he love he's got wow. a, it's not a switchblade it's a butterfly knife and he's like learning oh these tricks on it God. with cl- flipping it around he thinks yeah. it's the coolest thing he sleeps like his bed he's got a remote control he's got a switchblade <laughs> or whatever blade he has a plate he has um his phone his phone he has dirty socks he takes off and lays them in the bed <laughs> next to him it's like i don't get it man <laughs> Kind I like listen. A, I think he sounds like a blast. I, I want to invite him over to a party. Right? <laughs> his, what's in his bed sounds like a lost and found at the YMCA. Seriously, I mean, he <laughs> got it all right there. So, um, when you were although in, the first night he rolled over on that butterfly blade, he's going to learn that lesson super fast. Yeah. True. So, yeah. Sometimes you, know, you can't protect him from everything. You're That's right. That's awesome. So, uh, Stephanie, when you were growing up in Omaha, like um, like Andrew Rannells did, you know, leaving mm-hmm. Omaha and going off and, and becoming a big deal, did you do a lot of theater like at the Community Playhouse here or uh, anything? Was it at Central mostly or any community stuff? Oh, yeah. No, I totally grew up doing community stuff, although I never worked at the Playhouse, um, I, which is ironic because it was sort of down the street from where I grew up. But I um, I spent a lot of time being a kid at the at, you guys remember the Emmy Gifford? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up doing plays, but I remember the, my very first experience on stage. And I think probably where I, I sort of lit up and went, oh, wow, I could do this forever was um, I did a production of Oliver at the, um, at the, oh, I'm trying to, the uh, Civic Auditorium. Yes. Jeez, that's a big deal. And that was like, I mean, that was a big, yeah. Yeah. I think there were hundreds of children in the cast. I mean, they were probably just trying to shore up their sales by inviting every kid (laughs) to be in and they're knowing their families with yeah. Every kid we hire, we sell two works. tickets. Yeah. At least. <laughs> At least. Exactly. exactly. That's a brilliant Own strategy. And <laughs> it is. And it's sad too. Uh, when when you come that. when you come back to Omaha and drive around, um, do you get back very often, first off? You know, not nearly as much as I would like. I have actually made it priority recently in the last year or so because yeah. I have been so busy. I'd like if I don't time to go home right. I'll just keep kicking the can and it'll be a year you know yeah and I don't want that to happen. I still have a lot of family there and they're important to me to see them so. I'm sure and I'm sure when you come back it's always got to be just like another one of those like oh my god where'd that building go or holy crap when they build that because yeah. that I get I, that way sometimes yeah. when I go, <laughs> go to parts of town I haven't been to for a while I'm like geez this is so different I can't yeah and the, I mean the fact that I mean Omaha's got so big since I was there. I do, I find myself using, you know, who thought you would ever need like your Google Maps or GPS to get around your hometown? Yeah. And I come home and I come home and I'm like, wait, where's that Runza? Like I used to take a left at the Runza. Where's the Runza? <laughs> that is such a Nebraska thing to say or a Midwestern thing to say because they always give directions like turn <laughs> left at the silo and then go to the Runza. You're going to take a right. Yeah, and right. Then- <laughs> yeah. When you get out past that, past the dreamy high slides, you're going to want to say, you know, the Moby Dick water slide. Yes. You, know, you were at the edge of town when you were at the Moby Dick water slide. Oh, now man. it's like I so love- it's the middle of town now. I oh loved God. Moby Dick water slides. It was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, man. Me too. Yeah. You remember the scenes of the slides were put together with like really crappy like silicone or something yes. that was like really rough and you just shred to the bottom of your yeah. bathing suit would be like in tatters by yes. the end of the day, but you didn't care. And your ass would just be scratched up and you didn't care. Yes, you can. Be bloody and chafed and be cut I up. remember that, that's funny you say that because yeah. I grew up in Ashland. And so uh, oh, one, yeah. of, one of the places we used to go was to Lenoma Beach. 
And um, when I was a kid, they had this giant water slide and it literally was a metal slide, like on a playground that you'd climb all the way up to the top. There was no cage to catch you. There was no security whatsoever, nothing. And you go to go down. You, you, if you're smart, you took a bucket of water up with you. Because otherwise, okay. that metal, yeah. <laughs> you would it would leave a mark because it, it was hot. And then when you go it's down, hot. You, yeah. if you grab the sides, there that's where the rivets were. And so if you, you try to slow down, your fingers would catch on them. So you had to keep your hands. That's why kids are pansies these days, man. Right? That. That's life on the streets right there. <laughs> it's as close so, as it yeah, got. Yeah. That's life. That's life. <laughs> that's great. Well, how long are you going to get to stay in town? It's going to be a quick trip. Uh, I got to turn around and get back fairly quickly. So just a couple of days. Just yeah. enough time to come in and sort of celebrate the, the opening of the film, see some good friends and family and, you know, yeah. probably drive around. I don't know and if go. there's a Husker game on or not. Uh, yeah, there will be. Yeah, play Wisconsin. May, we do Wisconsin wanna, this. They want to take a knee. Oh, yeah, Wisconsin's this week. It's I don't know what's who's next week. Hopefully it's a bye week. No, it's not. We've had two of those already. Ugh. And it's the week before Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not Iowa. Yeah. So who's left to beat us? I, yeah. <laughs> it's still a good tailgate. I don't <laughs> care. Right? I don't I don't care. There'll be there'll be a game to watch. I'm still gonna sure. drink like it's a, I'm gonna drink like it's a tailgate either That's way. Right. Drink no, like no, it's ninety six, man. Seriously. <laughs> Stephanie, uh, you're awesome. Thank you for taking the time to come on. Congrats on the movie. The movie called The Irishman. Uh, that's going to be opening. Look it up online, guys. I mean, you're going to be blown away when you see what this cast looks like. And I see your face right there in the middle of, of all those famous faces. And, and I'm glad to get a chance to meet you. Thanks so much, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Stephanie. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. She is going to regret giving us her cell number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you that. I think you should just text her little notes every once in a while. Like, hey, what's up? Just, hey, Steph. How are you doing? I just want to do like, uh, like um, gifts of meat, like of dab. Yeah. Dabs. I love the Betty White dab one. He literally the other day I sent you some stupid text. I don't know what it was. He didn't send me Betty White. You just sent me the word dab. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's being edgy. I was okay. my, I, my, my did that to Bennett the other day, and he's like, Dad, don't try to be edgy. It's, like, it's, it's just between you and him, though. Right? Yeah, you know, nobody else matter. can see it, so it's it okay. It oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, so that was cool. Um, great to talk to. Yeah, Stephanie, and to get a chance to know her. Had no idea she and I recognized her. And I had no idea she was from Omaha. Isn't Zero that crazy? Yeah. So many shows. And when I was, I still, I didn't even mention uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. She was at Wolf. I said Wolf. I was going to say, do you say, you don't I say I don't say woof. that. That's what Scott says, right? Scotty says that. Yeah. Wolf. Wolf. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the Wolf. So, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> not as intimidating of a movie. <laughs> wolf of Wall Street. What? So te- text us at 402-403-9478. Are you Wolf or Wolf? <laughs> wolf or Wolf. Do you say Wolf or Wolf? Uh, do you know Stephanie? Right. It's a lot of questions today. <laughs> wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that was a mistake. Cat, I don't normally say that. Cat on a hot tin wolf. <laughs> Thanks for uh, checking out our podcast. Oh Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.